the latest in the Molly Schlick film series with the one and only Betsy Dollar. But I look, and Betsy's not here. She has replacements. Welcome to the show, guys. How you doing? Thank you so much. Uh, who do we have here? Please introduce yourselves. I'm Jim Houston. I work with Betsy on this series. Mm-hmm. But no one can replace Betsy. We're sorry she's not <laughs> here with you, but we'll do our best. All right, Jimmy, good to see you. And your name is? And I'm Steve Meyer. Also the same story. Jimmy and Steve, What what is the movie... For this week, is it finally a superhero movie? A movie? No, you have to wait another week for that. Oh darn! That's Woman <laughs> at War, and don't miss it. And and what is what is but this week's movie? The one for this Sunday and Tuesday is titled Honeyland, and it's a documentary. But I think that the focus of this film is a Wonder Woman in her own right. Honey, Honeyland. It's not about. The girl's nickname isn't Honey or anything, is it? I'm... No, actually, the woman's name is Hetitsa. Hetitsa. Hetitsa Muratova is her name. Hetitsa. Where is Hetitsa from? She lives in Macedonia. All right. You know where Macedonia is? Yeah, it's over uh, off the Pacific, right? No. <laughs> It's it's in the Balkans. Oh, so what's, what's it, the, the, you remember Yugoslavia? Yeah. Well, it's probably the former Yugoslavia. So Greece is on the south side of Macedonia. Serbia is oh. on the north side. All right. Yeah. Albania and Bulgaria also. So it's a landlocked country. Hmm. And she lives there, and she's. What does she do? She she uh, she harvests honey. Oh, that's why it's called Honeyland. That's All right, it. yeah. <laughs> and uh, what is the actual? What's the plot? What's the story? You want me to continue? Yeah, go ahead. You're doing. Fine. Yeah, Steve, Steve, All he's right. doing good, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I give you a little background here. All right, yeah. There are two filmmakers okay. involved in this film. They made they made one previous film, and their interest in the environment, nature conservancy, mm-hmm. and uh, that's what they that was their short film from a few years back, and so they had another project lined up, a government information film, also to was was intended to be a short documentary, and they're traveling around in the remote areas of Macedonia, and they, as luck would have it, they discover this woman who has these hives. All right. Once they meet her, they realize this is our story. She's a, a beekeeper, a honey maker. Yeah. All right. And it's, it's so remote. You have to use like a all-terrain vehicle to get to where she lives. Mm-hmm. It's an abandoned village. Wow. The people probably had departed maybe 70 years ago. So the only people living there are her and her mother. Her mother is in her 80s. She's blind. Well, how do they get mobile. food? I wonder how they... It's like a four-hour trek to the to nearest city. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no running water. There's a well. There's no electricity. All right. So she's living very simply, and her income is this honey. She sells the honey. Yes. I imagine... How often do they harvest honey? I mean, I don't know. But she sells it. That's where she gets her money. That's the only, the pay, only income she has. Pay for their, their life. Okay. Yeah. So then what happens that 
made this interesting enough to turn into a documentary? Well, there's a little subplot that develops. Uh-huh. And I, I think the filmmakers were quite lucky because, first of all, they discovered this woman, who we'll have to talk a bit more about. And, and then the other thing that happens is this nomadic family suddenly appears. This was probably six months after they began filming. And they move in next door. It's a mother, a father... And seven, seven unruly children. Really? And they just that, showed up. That they just show up and with their cattle. And they don't have the same sense and love of environment and environmental balance that Hadidja does. And so there you have narrative conflict. <laughs> it, it, I mean, so, but they, um, they're disrupting her life and her mother's life? Oh, yes. Hmm. Oh, yes. Uh, at first, I think because she's so isolated and she has such a big heart, she's very welcoming to these people. Mm-hmm. Well, she's probably excited to get neighbors if she's living out there, but the, you know, with nobody around and all of a sudden you get neighbors, it would be yeah, exciting. Yeah, for a while. Uh, but they are the family from hell. <laughs> That's the bottom line. And the other thing... They, the father, who's always looking for extra money, decides to take up beekeeping oh, as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, so there's... A... So now he's going to be in competition with her. Absolutely. And it could be destructive mm. without giving too much away. Without giving too much away. Yeah. Huh. And so the thing is, is how does she keep her existence? She likes her existence? Or, is she, or maybe she's okay with, maybe it's just time to go move to the city. Yeah, no, it's, I think that's the, the other major plot line in this film. Uh, first of all, I think for most critics, it's a film, it's like a parable about how we live in the world and, mm-hmm. and not be exploitive and how we can live simply and be happy. But I, the focus of this film is a woman who has... Most of her life lived pretty isolated from the rest of the world, uh, and yet she is a happy person. She's a very welcoming person how, with how a big old heart. Is, uh, did you? She's probably in her late fifties, early sixties, because her mother is in her mid eighties. All right, I, I, I believe I read she's fifty six. She oh, was born in nineteen sixty four. She ever? Do they talk about why she, why she doesn't have a husband or why she doesn't have somebody? Um, Not much of that is in the film. There is a point where she asks her mother, uh, what did you tell the matchmaker? (laughs) You know, and isn't that right? Yes. There is is a topic. The mother says she didn't tell her anything, but the the father father, uh, rejected suitors. uh, Oh, really? The father who's long out of the picture. And huh. but the, sen- the sense is that she doesn't really start to think about this sort of thing until she's had the experience with the family. Oh, really? As, as, at least that's when it occurs in the story. Mm. Because she does, she does think about marriage. And she does, when she's with particularly one of the boys in this family, she wonders, what would her life been like if she had had a boy as a son, like this young so man they, that they, she So you're under the impression that she grew up there, that she's always been, you know. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. Hmm. And, you know, the other thing we have to, to remember with these isolated communities is that usually the youngest daughter ends up taking care of the parents. So I believe this, is, this woman is the youngest mom, member of her huh. family. 
Uh, I think she has two brothers who live elsewhere, uh, and and maybe two sisters. So who are you deceased. you feel for her because yes. you know that she's trapped. She is in trapped, her, in essence. and her mother's poor mother's blind and eighty, and wow. Um, but, but she has such spirit. That's the other part where, of the story. Did, <laughs> and and this is this. No, let me, is this a foreign film? So we've got to read the. Uh, um, oh yes, it's it's okay. an ethnic. Uh, uh, ter- Turkish uh, dialogue. Oh, it's Turkish, okay. The filmmakers did not even know this language. They could not converse with her. Oh, so they didn't even know what they were filming until... Unbelievable. (laughs) But for those who are afraid of subtitles, there aren't that many because it's not a dialogue-rich film. It's mostly a visual film. Where did you guys see it? Because I know that Betsy says that a lot of people on the board, they'll see the movies... um, Ahead of time, did you? We both see them on, yeah. but on screeners or screeners okay, yeah. Rather than on I'll say, did screener. you actually go somewhere? Or did you guys get a screener of this? In this case, it was a screener, but you know, sometimes we'll go to St. Louis. Right, yeah. uh, the Frontenac in St. Louis is great for showing. Oh, I've heard films. Betsy bragging about going to these theaters. Yeah. We've heard it. <laughs> Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it was a good film? You, you were captivated yeah. by it? And if I can say something else about the, the, the filming, it's a beautifully shot film. And we have to remember that uh, because of the isolated settings, uh, this crew is a minimal crew. There are, are maybe four people on the crew during the making of this film, maybe a maximum of six people. I mean, do they have electricity? Well, this is what Steve had mentioned. There is no electricity. There's not a, there's not wow. a, a five and dime down the street. Or, or yeah, how, do you, how did they keep the cameras going and stuff? They, they stayed in the area for three to four days and then would move to a, a town. Uh, to charge crew. everything up. Yeah, and then and then return to shoot again. But that was a That's problem crazy. For them, apparently. Also, this wow. this film was shot over a, a three year period. Mm-hmm. And as Steve had just said, they weren't there all the time. Maybe they could be there for three or four days right. maximum. When winter sets in, then they then they're there even less. So they're shooting over a three year period. They may have shot a hundred days within that what what are we talking about a thousand days Hmm. and they shot maybe 400 hours of film and then they spend a year editing the film um and then creating the story through their visual impression of what they have uh, have filmed and then they had to work with the translator so they could understand what is they could see what they had found yeah yes and then they so they so then they created a 90 minute film did uh is it a happy ending Yes. Oh, it is a happy ending. Yes. Hmm. Um, I don't know if I should give too much away. Yeah, don't give away the ending. Don't don't give too much away. Not Mm. not the ending, but here is something that I think we should share with the listeners. And that is, uh, one thing you first hear Haditza say when she is harvesting this honey is, half for me, half for you. She's not exploiting this. It's, she's hmm. really thinking of the balance of the situation. And in this same spirit, these filmmakers, half for me, half for you, when they first got monies for this film as, as an award, I think it was mm-hmm. like 30,000 30, euros oh, from wow. the festival. Mm-hmm. For a documentary filmmaker, that's a lot of money. Yeah. They, they bought Hadidza a house. Oh, oh and, and they set up an educational fund for these uh, rambunctious children hmm. that are part of the nomadic family. That should have been going, that, by the way, should have been going to school. Because like, you know, <laughs> yes, obviously well, the kids aren't going to school. Yeah, we don't see setting. anything of a school They were getting an education of another sort. Yeah. yeah. 
How bizarre. All right, so the movie's called Honeyland. It is Sunday at 1 and 4 at the Parkway, at AMC Parkway 8 or whatever whatever it's called. Uh, and then at Tuesday at 7 o'clock. Yes. And for those people who watched the Oscars this year, yeah. this film was in the unique position of having been nominated in two categories, for international really? film and documentary film. It, it lost, but uh, going into that competition, the, the New York film critics, the Boston critics, the National Society of Film Critics all chose it as their favorite documentary film. That's, of the at year. least it was not. Yeah. It's pretty cool to be nominated. I mean, yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. <laughs> well, it's good, to, it's good to see you guys. A Honeyland is the film. Go see it. That's uh, the Molly Slick film series for this week. I appreciate the description of Honeyland about uh, Yatija and her mother (laughs) and the rambunctious kids who move in. Uh, It it sounds interesting. And the, the rivalry, and we get to find out a little bit about Honey, I think, and... We have beekeepers uh, in yeah. Springfield. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much Thank for coming Thank you by. for having me.